Agud Bokra Boisai. Ah! We got the uh, Belsky tie, the Belskis. All right, so we're going to do something different today. We're going to welcome all the Kvuim that are here. We have Shamshi Schlaffer. We have, what's your name, Morty? Laibi. The rest are all guests, Rabbi Isai. We're not even going to say, we're not going to say Shalom Aleichem. What's going on here? If you're a guest, raise your hand. Wow. Bli Ayin Hara. What's going on here? Okay, so welcome all the guests. Any any exotic places? Anybody interesting? This is not exotic. You guys are exotic. You weren't here on Friday. We had like more Hasidim than regular. Where are you from? Altamises. The fact that he's sitting on the table is is chosher because usually it's in the back. You're chosen. When are you getting married? When? Kislev. He's in a big rush. Evolve. <laughs> 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 All right. So you, you didn't say chassid. You said chassid. Okay, now I got it. Good morning, Moirenu Reb Eli Shlita. I just wanted to share some nachas with you. My seven-year-old daughter told us in Shabbos that her mora told her that a woman can't be a nazir. But she knows that that's not true because of Mrs. Lit, one of the characters in nazir. So she knew that her mora was wrong. Thanks for keeping us all into the daf. Your Talmud, Yom Bloomberg, Queens, since Brachas. Unbelievable. A seven-year-old out doing the Mora. My name is Elchanan. I go by Eli. I've been doing your shirim Sechta Sukkah with my Chabura, Chavrusa, Yaakov in our school. The Torah Day School of Seattle. Where's everybody from? Where are you from? Oh, that's pretty nice. You? Toronto. Lakewood. Borough Park. You? So what's your name? You you get a special shout out. From? Flatbush. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what's your name? From Flatbush. <laughs> and you? From? Flatbush. Wow. <laughs> he forced you to come? What happened? Ah, that's right. I'm the but the glasses are different. Maybe <laughs> the glasses are different. What? I'm the newbie. I know, I know. And you, where are you from? Los Angeles. Also, psh, what's your name? Armstrong. You know him? Oh uh, it's worse than the Danbridge Shalbach something. What's your what's your name? How do you spell it? Oh. And you guys, where are you from? Also, and you? Manchester birthday today. So is Stiffenberg. You got two birthday boys. New brachas and you? Yes. Okay, fine. Anybody else? Oh, somebody. Where's your? Where are you from? What's your name? Sabotchkin. Okay, then I could I could do I can handle. Develop. 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 Yeah. Develop. Oh, shalom aleichem. San Diego. That's good. That's chosher. You win. Yeah. This guy's from Seattle, though. I thought it's cool. We wanted to tell you that we really enjoy Shurim. We hope to start with Gitin during the summer. And the last half of Sukkah will emerge from making a scene by graduation. We cannot overstate our thanks. Thank you, Rebelli. Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Have a wonderful day from Elchanan and Yaakov from Seattle. My name is Miyavan Sher from Lakewood, New Jersey. Huh? No, that's Sher. I've been captivated from your visual art explanations on the daf. I go to the shir in the daf every morning. However, when I watch your shir later in the day, I feel as if I cement my feet in that day's daf. I also happen to be friends with Nachman Seltzer from the summer I was in council in Mechanayim about 22 years ago. When you meet Nachman to confirm your email address, I ask Nachman, how do I get a shout out? 
His answer, and I quote, that's why I'm reading it tonight, because he's not going to know about this. If you mention me, there's a probability, there's probably a better chance. <laughs> it's not possible Nachman said such a thing. Thank you for your continued chizuk each and every day. And one last one. This is a very interesting one, I think. Oh, so Reb Shimon Solway is he here tonight. Comes every day with his son. Came over to me after Shir and he told me this exact Maisa. It could be he was talking about this cipher. And then I got this email. This exact same story. To watching Shir today, I thought I'm compelled to share with you a personal story about a cipher stop. Approximately 33 years ago, when I opened my store in Rechavia, a woman walks in with mezuzahs, says she needs to buy new ones. But kids are, okay, to tell you the whole story, she, she had these mezuzahs for many years, and she decided that she needs to get new ones because they're a puzzle. So he took a look at them, and he says, they're not puzzle, they're perfect. She says, no, what happened was that they went to different, she didn't have kids for a long time, and they went to the Rav, the Rebbe told her, look at your mezuzahs. They looked at the mezuzahs, perfect. Came back a, a year or two later, no children, what's going on? Look at your mezuzahs. Kids, sir, they went to Rav Vazan. Rav Vazan looked at it, and he says, call the cipher over here, but they couldn't find the cipher, a whole long story. They got the cipher. What happened was, the bottom line is, because I was saying that you need to have a certificate, you need to know your stuff, just because you have a nice handwriting, whatever, doesn't mean you're a good cipher. Turns out that this cipher, he wrote the entire mezuzah without Hashem's name, and then went to the mikvah so that he could do Hashem's name, Bigdushu Tahara. The problem is that that mezuzah is puzzle, and it's almost impossible to tell that the name of Hashem was filled in later. And Rav noticed that the, it was written with a different pen, something like that, and therefore he called him in. Uh, so anyways, the, the moral of the story is that you should buy from a reputable cipher, someone that knows his, you can't just buy from a store, a mezuzah, because sometimes you don't know what the real story is. Rabbi Shmuel Rosenfeld, certified cipher stam, an examiner. And here we go, the koilo. Sponsored by Anonymous from Lakewood, the Masech, the sponsor by Moshe Banda. To thank Hashem that I'm able to thank Him for everything I have. Hashem should open up all the Tzinoid's Baruch of a Baruch Tzvi Nisim Ben Shoshan Yosef Krohn, no wording. Give him a bracha. No, what's the bracha? You're the birthday boy. You should have an amazing... You should... Oh. You should have a tremendous cheshik for learning Torah and finish us with us. And that's all and everything you need. Art of the month for complete refuah for Chaim Tzvi Ben Leah. The boys say we're holding, today's Daf Chafei. We're holding towards the bat, well, a third from the bottom of Daf Chaf Dalad, Omud Beis. Chosav Ligarish is Agdoila, Ligarish es Haktana. And here is the picture. So a man is married to two women. One is a Gdoila, one is a Tana, one is older than the other one. And he wrote the get in mind to be Megarish, the one on the right, let's say. They both have the same exact name, everything. So the Mishnah tells us he cannot, since he had in mind to be Megarish, the one on the right, he cannot use that get to be Megarish, the one on the left. Could he be Megarish, the one on the right? Why not? He had a mind to be to the one on the right. Yes, she has the same exact name as the one on the left. But it goes by intent. He had the right lishma, so everything is good. Says the Gemara. Comes out that he just can't be Megarish, 
He can't use the get because it was the wrong intent and he can't use the get for the one on the left. There's no lishma. But for the one on the right, you could. Says Gemara, Omar Ava, Zoysi Meres, Shnei Yosef ben Shimon, Hadorim bir achas, Moitzin shtar choiv al acheirem. So it goes like this, here you go. There's a guy that lent money, a malva lent money to the loiva. Lent him money. The problem is that in the same city, there's two people with the same exact name as the malva. Who's the one that holds the star? The malva. In our case, who's the one that holds the star in our Mishnah? The woman. Who's the one that has the star at the end of the day? The lady has the star. She proves that she's divorced. The problem is that there's two women with the same exact name. Over here we have the same case. The wants to compare the two cases of get and the loan. And over here by us, the malva holds the star. You owe me money. But there's two people with the same exact name. Yosef and Shimon. Yosef and Shimon. Theoretically, when Yosef, number one, goes over to the Levin and says, Hey, you owe me $10,000. The Levin could tell him, Who are you? I never borrowed from you. I borrowed from Yosef and Shimon, the other Yosef and Shimon. Number two, Yossi Klein from Muncie. I don't know who you are. But we said... In our mission, we say that if this guy Dan wants to give a star here, wants to give a get to, the, to his wife on the right, and he made it with that intent, she could give it to her. She holds on to the get. Oh, wait a minute. The one on the left will say, wait, I dropped it. I was divorced. I don't want to be married to this guy. I had a get. You found it. You took it. You, she can't say that. We say it's a good get for the one on the right. So, so if so, the same thing would come out. We have a... So, we have a similar, here we have seats over here. Rabbi Yisai, come to the front. Three, four people just walked in. We have plenty of seats. No, they're coming from Yerushalayim. Where did you come from? Yerushalayim or something? Odin. Odin. Okay, so you hear the case. We're going to do the same case, similar case, with these two loivas. These two loivas. Two loivas and two, two malvas. The difference is, the difference is that when you have one loiva, he certainly owes money. There's no question that he owes money. He's just saying, I don't owe it to you, I owe it to the other person. When you have a different problem, you have two loivas and one malva, and the malva is holding a star, and it says, Yosef ben Shimon owes me money, and there's two loivas with the same name in the same city, each one can say, I don't owe you money. That's a whole different story. Okay. Says Rava Zaisi Meres, based on our Mishnah, that a man could give one of his wives a get with the same, even though both of his wives have the same exact name, and we're not concerned about anything. So therefore, Shna Yosef bin Shimon Adorim Birachas Mitzim Shtarchoy Valacherim. I saw a fascinating pshat here. It's just wild. Why? Why does it say Yosef ben Shimon? Should say maybe uh, Ruven ben Yaakov. You know, what's Yosef, one of the Shvatim, the son of another Shevet? So he says a wild chat. He says that Dina got pregnant from Shechem. And what was the name of the kid? Asnas. Asnas ran away to Mitzrayim. And she ended up marrying Yosef. She, she brought a star that said she was 
her mother's Jewish, the whole thing, married. So it turns out, but before she ran away, who ended up marrying Dina? Shimon. So it comes out that Shimon is actually Yosef's father-in-law. So okay, something like that. Interesting. If you're going to be medayik from that case of one guy who has two wives that have the same name. You're going to be medayik from there, you could give a get, and it's not a problem. Reisha just means the case right before it. I want to remind the the Mishnah says, we're going to go through all four cases soon, real quickly. There's four cases in the Mishnah. One is a little bit stronger than the next. Four cases where you don't have lishma. Interesting cases, a guy just wrote a, a get. He was, he was learning how to write gitin, so he wrote a get. You can't use that get. A guy wrote for one wife, it doesn't work for the other wife. A guy decided he's going to write for either one of his wives, he'll decide later. Okay, that's the fourth case. Says the Gemara, but what about the case right before? Diktani shmike shimcha posel garishbai. Goes like this. Here we go. One couple wrote a get. The husband wrote a get for his wife. He didn't like the fact that he has to divorce his wife. So he decided to sell off the get to his other friend. His friend that's also getting divorced, have the same name. Very similar case to the, to the case in the Mishnah. But in this case, Shmiki Shimcha, Pasal Garish Bar. So it says, so the Gemara says, You rub and made a deal. I'll also make a deal from the other case. It comes out that this, this couple right over here can't use the get. But the first couple, yeah, these guys, he could use the get. Why not? He went to the cipher. He says, my name is Don, her name is Hillary, whatever her name is. I want to make a get. Of course he could use it. The second couple can't use it because it wasn't Lishma. The cipher didn't have the second guy in mind. They had the first guy in mind. Says Abayi, but why could the first guy use it? It's a big problem. According to you, you want to start comparing Gitin to loans, there's a big problem. In the case of a loan, this doesn't work. Why? If we go to this case, yeah, one malva and two loivas, each loiva has the same name as the other one. What could the malva do? He comes to he comes to the star, he comes to, to, to loiva number one. He says, oh, you owe me $10,000. He says, loiva, get out of here. How do you know? Because it says in Shtar, Yosef and Shimon borrowed the $10,000. Hey, there's two Yosef and Shimon that live on the same block. Go to the other guy. It's not me. Over there, everybody agrees that none of these, neither of them, neither Yosef has to pay. There's no machlaikas at all. Why? Because each one could say it's not me. In the first case, when there's two malvas, one loiva, he obviously owes the money. Just the question is maybe one malva dropped the Shtar and the other one picked it up. Okay. He can't say, I don't owe the money. You owe the money. You don't owe it to him, you owe it to him. That's a different story. But over here, each one can say, I never borrowed money. What are you talking about? But based on what you're telling me, the deal from the Mishnah would seem like one of them would have to pay. But we say, neither of them has to pay. What are you going to say? That in the case of Shmika Shimcha, the case of this case in Get, when couple number one or the husband number one wrote a get for his wife, we're saying that he could use it. Why could he use it? In fact, he shouldn't be able to use it. The reason why he could use it is 
Because we're talking about that he there's witnesses. There's witnesses, he can use it. Virbalazari. What does Rebbe say? For those who don't remember, Rebbe says, Edim is Sirikarati. A get happens through the Edim that testify and witness it. And that's it. That's all you need. Hachanami, Edim is Siro, Rebbe So the other case in the Mishnah, where Rabbi Uzumadayik is also talking about Edim is Siro, and it goes according to Rebbe so there's no Diok, says Abaya. Don't infer anything from our Mishnah regarding Halva and the story. Okay, new Sugi, Rebbe said too much for you? We're starting all over now. Omarav. Kulon poislin bikuhuna. Hold on. Oh, so this case also fine. Now we're going to go through all four cases real quickly. If a guy writes a get because he's training to write gitin, it has zero, zero lishman it, has nothing to do with a get. He's just writing. It's like a computer writing. So obviously that get is not a kosher get. That's case number one. What if somebody took this get from the garbage and gave it to his wife? And he happens to be a Kayan. A Kayan is not only be married to a divorcee. Is she considered a divorcee or not? It's 100% possible this get. Ah, what do you say? As a divorcee, she can't eat truma. As a divorcee, she can't be married to her own husband. What's the halacha? Another case in the Mishnah. The guy on the left, he wrote a get. It's a good kosher get. He wrote it for his wife. He decided not to divorce her. So he gave it to his friend, sold it to his friend that has the same names. Not a kosher get. What if this guy, the friend, used the get on his wife? And he happens to be a kind. Could she eat truma? And then what about this case? A single husband has two wives and, he, and they both have the same name. He wrote a get to divorce the one on the right and he decided to give it to the one on the left. It's not kosher. But what if he did give it to her? Could she continue eating truma? Let's say he dies. Let's say the, the, the husband dies. Could the one on the left get married to Kayan? She's now an almana. But she, is she also a divorcee? Because he divorced her with a terrible get. A get that the mission says is possible. Huh? Oh, so you went to Shir today. I love when you go to Shir and you tell me stuff. No, what else did he say today? Shema. Got him. You see, you saw his face. Why is it yesterday's stuff? Oh, he's right. It's yesterday's stuff. Good point. I thought everybody's holding the same place as us. Now, the final case in the Mishnah is a case where the husband says, write me a get. I don't know. I didn't decide who I want to divorce. I know I want to divorce one of them. Whoever I feel like today. So we said that's a sugi of Brera. We're going to go into that today a lot. What about these four cases? Says Rav, Omarav, Kulon, Poislin, Bikuhuna, Chutzman, Arishan. Says Rav, if you use this get, and the Pasuk says, check out this Pasuk, There's an Isidarizim for a coin to marry a divorcee. If you use this terrible get, She's considered halachically divorced for truma and for marrying a guy. Why? As he said so beautifully, there's something called reyach get. It smells like a get. It's not a good get. It's a puzzle get. But a kain should not be marrying somebody. He shouldn't, be, he shouldn't stay married to somebody that has some sort of reyach get, a hint of a get. It's pastnished, okay? Whatever you want to call it. 
So the first case in the Mishnah, even though it's so far from being a get, it's a student just writing away one get after another to practice and practice, and he never had any intent to, to use this for a real divorce. Nobody hired him to do it. He's just doing it, and it's in the garbage can. He says, everything is possible besides, the rap says everything is possible besides that case. Shmuel says, even that case is possible. Shmuel says, according to his own cheat, anytime that the Mishnah says the word, the get is possible, then if a husband uses it, even though it's possible, it passes the woman. The woman can no longer eat truma. She can't marry a kind. She can't stay married to him. Chalitza psula. So we have here for show and tell. This is a legitimate, real chalitza shoe. I don't know who put this together. It wasn't me. Okay. This is a real chalitza shoe. If a person dies without children, so his wife falls liibum to his sister, to his, to his brother. Brother is me either miyabim or they perform chalitza. The wife, the yivama, the one who lost her husband, she removes this leather shoe from her yavam, her potential husband, if they don't want to get married. So it says like this: If the chalitza was possible, you have a psul in the chalitza. So then, no one can marry her. You can't perform Yibam on her. The brother who did the Chalitza should go ahead and do a real Chalitza. He did a, a bad Chalitza. It's enough to make her also now forever and all the brothers, including himself. And then they have to do another Chalitza. B'marav Amri, they said in Eretz Yisrael, Mishmei, the Rebbe Lazar, smile, v'layla, psulaisu paislais. Depends what type of psul there is. We learn from the Pasuk, we learn from a Metzairah that she has to remove the right shoe. If she removed the left shoe, it's a good chalitza in terms of everything worked. It was a good shoe, it was the right person, she did everything right. It was the wrong foot. So there's a psul in the chalitza. So if that happened, you can no longer be miyabimer. What if you did it at night? The same exact thing. It was a good chalitza, it was a good shoe, good foot, good everything. It was at the wrong time of the day. But what about top of Khatan, the one performing the chalitza was a minor. He doesn't know how to perform. He can't perform the chalitza, so it's a nothing. Vanfilia, here I have Amphilia, our day Amphilia. I don't know if you can see this. MDY Sachs, one of a kind. I was gonna give them out, but no. These are I only have one or one pair. That's it. Some sort of cloth shoe. Actually, Yoshi did a thing here. We'll show it real quickly here. So the one on the left is the leather shoe. The one on the right is, is not a good shoe. Okay, I like socks better. Why? Because if you don't use a shoe, then you did nothing. It's like removing the guy's jacket. You didn't do chalitza. You, you removed the sock. The Torah says a shoe. If you remove the shoe, it's just at the wrong time of the day. Okay. It's possible, but it's a good chalitza, it's just possible. If the person performing the chalitza is not even a barhachi, he's six years old, it's not a chalitza. So it's possible, 
but it doesn't pass on the woman. So imagine there's five brothers, and one of them happens to be six years old, and he does a chalitza. It's nothing. Anybody could be miyabimer. They could be miyabimer. Says all four cases. Let me find the fourth case. This case right over here. That's the only one that's a big problem. Why? All four cases in the Mishnah. If a person, even Lislami, well, Lislami for sure is not possible, but all the other ones, a guy writes a get for his wife on the right. He cannot use it for the one on the left, and he's on the one, not possible. The only one that's possible is this last case. The what? He said, I don't know yet who I want to divorce. I have no clue. You write a get, I'll decide in five hours who I'm going to divorce. That's called Brera. What does Brera mean? Retroactive clarification. That when the husband decides which one of the two wives he's, he's going to divorce, then it turns out that Lechatchila, retroactively, that's exactly who they wrote the get for. It's Allahic content. I can decide today what I did yesterday. Based on what I do today, based on my decision today, I figure out retroactively that that's what happened. When I wrote, we're going to do a lot of it today, we're going to understand it a lot better. When the cipher wrote the get, at that point he didn't know who he's writing the get to. The one on the right, the one on the left. But when the husband decides it's the one on the left, then, then it turns out that when the cipher wrote it, the day before, it was for the one on the left. Retroactive clarification. So in that case, since I don't know if that's Allah or not, so that's a good get. You have to be careful with such a get. And this woman can no longer eat truma. Okay. Same thing. We have all these shitas. We go from the left to the right. Either they're all puzzle. One says none of them are puzzle. Some say just the middle one is puzzle. Okay. All four cases don't create a soul. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan holds Ein Breira. Okay, so if this is the only halacha we learned today, it's Kedai. Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion, Ein Breira. I can't go do something in the future and that's going to decide what happened in the past. Ein Breira, you can't retroactive clarify anything. And therefore, the get is... The get is not a, it's not, it's not a get. Nothing happened there. So if I use it on the, on the, on the wife, on the left, she's not divorced, even for truma. Says the Gemara of and we've seen another case, Rabbi Yechon holds, Ain Breira. The word, Omer Rabbi Yechonon, you've seen the name of Rabbi Yechonon, here's the same Rabbi Yechonon. Very gishmak, yeah? Brothers who divide an inheritance, when, one brother gets this building right over here. Is it retroactively clarified that that's what he inherited? Or no, they're just they're doing some sort of deal. You get the thing on the right and I get the thing on the left. But we're, we're purchasing it from each other. We're making a deal. I'll give you another thousand dollars, you give me this. Or no, when I get the Megillah, then I realize that's exactly what my father left me. That, that was the Yerusha. So says Rabbi Yochanan, it says in the passage, every Yoival, if you buy an Achuza, you buy land in Eretz Yisrael, it's a crazy halacha. All your houses, everybody here that owns a house, it goes back to the original owner. Every 50 years. Finished. So Mashiach comes, you have to keep in mind. You're only buying it now for 30 years to the next cycle. You have to make a cheshbon, how much it is. A $2 million house only costs $100,000 because you only get it for 
a year or two. And then it goes right back to the owner. So he says that these brothers, they split, they divide, they have some nachla in Eretz Yisrael. So when Yoival comes, they have to redo it. Because they're, they're purchasers. They bought it off each other. So everything has to be redone. According to Rash, it's not literally redone. You just go through the motions. But the guy that owns this building, he continues to own this building. This guy that owns the house, he, he continues to own the house. But you have to pretend that you're doing what you do at a typical purchase on Yoival. Why? They have to return it and whatever, you start over. But what's the point? The point is that ain't Breira. If there was Breira, then retroactively when the father died, this one inherited this, this one inherited that. But we don't say that. They are purchasers and they have to redo everything. Says the Gemara Tzricha. So why would Yechon have to say his halacha twice? One by a Yerusha and one by a Get. Yitmar Baha, Baha um, okay. By get, the special halacha, you need law. When, when the cipher writes it, he not, must know now. You can't retroactive anything. But by Yerusha, maybe the Torah considers it like a sale and it goes back. Of Yerusha, Matana, what? I'm sorry. Only by a mecher, sorry. Only by a mecher, we have to read the next line. Av Yerusha matana loy. By an inheritance, not. And by a gift, not. Only by a mecher. This is not a, this is not, this is not a considered a sale. This is considered a Yerusha. Yash, meaning Sada. And if I just said it's a lach of aim breyer by a field, mishum to the chumra. I could use aim breyer. I don't know what the is by aim breyer. By breyer. I don't know if it's yesh breyer or aim breyer. So you say, you know what? Let them... Redivide everything again, go through the motions, we'll be machmer. Nothing happened, we'll be machmer. By get, you can't say, oh, let's be machmer and it's not a get, and therefore she's going to eat truma. It's not good. She can't eat truma. Inami, but katchila, 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 whatever. The point is, maybe. Everything has to be redone. When it comes to real estate, when it comes to inheritance, you have to start over. The Torah says, Yoival, everything goes back to, to the beginning. So go back. And therefore, it's kosher by again. Tzricha. just want to point out, very interesting. What about a Chinese auction? So it's accepted today. You know, you take your miser money, I think. A lot of people take their miser money and they buy a bunch of tickets. Is that okay or not okay? So Ravazer says it's not a problem at all. You, you're putting your money, you're giving Meiser 100%, you're giving it tzedakah. It has to be that the organization takes some of their money and they give out prizes. You're not buying a prize. Ramosha Feinstein says that you have to be careful. If it's one of these auctions that has a very set amount of tickets, they're only selling a thousand tickets for this Tesla, then it's a problem. Because then you're buying a ticket. But if you're just putting money into tzedakah and they, they take all the money and they decide, okay, we're going to use this money and we're going to buy, we're going to give out presents, gifts, then it's okay. That's what Moshe says. But it has to do with the sugya of breira, ain't breira. Do we find out retroactively when, when, you, when you win, retroactively, you're the one, you purchase it like that. Okay, they, they bring rice from our sugya. But one thing I saw, and I think it's a, a dua that if you do win a nice prize or any prize, 
you should probably pay back the tzedakah the amount that the ticket costs you. And then you could get out of most problems. Okay. Zog the Gemara. Gishmak is sugi. I love enjoying Gitan. It's very Gishmak. Every day there's more and different phenomenal sugis. So this kasha, this question, is something that we already touched upon today. This guy is mamish, literally like Mendi Arbach said on Friday. He had two apartments. He had to raise money quickly. He didn't know which one. Actually, I forgot to mention, I lived in one of his, those two apartments. I rented it from him at home. I, saw. I didn't actually live there, but I rented it from him for a year. The, he had two apartments, so he didn't know what to do. Like, which one? They're both great neighborhoods. So he put both of them on the market. Whichever one sells first. Mamish like that. He has two great wives. But, you know, times are tough. He can't afford to support both of them. The one who comes at the door first, that's the one that's getting divorced. I don't care. Either one. Any, mini, mini, mo. One of them has to go. Yeah, it was on purpose. So he says, I want you to have a mind. I don't know which one. But the one that comes out of the door first, that's the one that should get divorced. No. What, what does Dalilam say? What's the Allah? We just learned that Allah. That's what he said. Yes, Mikhail, that's the final, the final case in the Mishnah. Whichever one I want, I decide later to divorce, that's the one I'm going to do. Possibly garage boy. Why? I'll main Breiro. You can't use it again like that because ain't Breiro. It doesn't work retroactively. And therefore it's possible. So too over here, I can't write a get and decide I'm going to use it for the one that comes out of the door first. That's called Breiro. That's called retroactive clarification. It doesn't work. Eisvei. Givaldik. Go through Shas over here. It's very interesting because today, maybe even right now, this minute, they're actually laying this right now. Yeah? So, the halacha is like this. If you learn with us, there's a famous halacha over there. That in order to eat a carbon Pesach, you have to be registered to that carbon. Every family takes a, a carbon and you register. And if you can't, if, if you don't have enough, you can go to another family, but you have to let them know. You have to tell them, hey, I'm gonna be part of your group. Could I be part of yes, you can be part of the group. But there's a deadline. And that is when you shech the animal. Once the animal shechted, you can't add people. And even if you want to get off the registration, you want to go to another one, you have to notify and do it before it's shechted. Once it's shechted, it's all over. You're locked in. So what happened was, a father tells his, his sons, his boys, I am allowing you to participate in this Pesach. He, he, wanted, he made some deal with them. Whoever gets here first wins. It's a race. The first kid who sticks his head and most of his body into Yerushalayim, into the gate of Yerushalayim, he gets it. And then it says something very interesting, and all his brothers could eat with him. So, what's going on here? Saying, 
You see over here that yes, Brera. You're telling me ain't Brera. I'm asking you a general question. Don't you see from this Mishnah yes, Brera? The father shechts, and he has no idea who he's going to give the carbon to. We're going to find out in two hours from now. The guy that flies into Yerushalayim and wins the race, he gets the carbon. What is that called? Retroactive clarification. Breira. In two hours from now, it's going to be decided who the carbon was shechted for two hours beforehand. That's Breira. Now, the problem is they could all eat from it. So what do we do with that? And that's going to be the answer. Okay, so we'll see in a second. I love this. He says, oh, you made a big mistake. But you know what? You're my son. My son. Gave him chizuk. What do you bring me a question from Pesach to get? By Gitten, we said, you're proving to me, yes, Breira. Rabbi explained it. The father was messing with them. Whoever comes first is going to get the carbon Pesach. He wanted to, he wanted to make them not be so lazy and, and work hard and come to Yerushalayim. You know, it's, it's a big deal in those days. Not just taking a taxi. You had to take the donkey and come from all the way down from Tzvat. It took, you know, three, three, three weeks. Who knows how long it took. Whoever comes first, he's Zoycha. Taiki Nami, and I'll prove it to you. Diktani Kivin Shinichas Rishon Roshiv Rubi Zoycha B'chagoy Umezagi Zoycha B'imai. What do you mean his brothers eat? I thought you said whoever comes first wins. All of a sudden, everybody's eating. Yeah, If everybody's registered, great. If they're not registered, you can't, you can't add people to, to the registration. You could be, add yourself to the registration, remove yourself from it until the shechita. Okay, so obviously the father was just saying it. He didn't really mean it. He, he shechted for all the sons. You can't bring any raya if yesh breira ain't breira. Mamish a story like that. The father said, whoever comes first wins. And the girls won the race. Big busha. Vinintsu bonis rizois. It says here, it came out that the girls, they were zaras. How do you say zaras in English? Huh? No, not quick. Also, <laughs> All bad. There's some guy screaming at his screen now. <laughs> Whatever the word is. Okay. Well, what does the article say? New? Energetic. Energetic. Okay. Uh, it's new, new. I think we can do better than energetic. They were like low lives. Low. Anyways, they were they were lazy. It's not no shuffle means somebody down there low, but. They're lazy. Okay. There's a, there's a famous line that says that uh, the, the Americans had a race with the, they, were, they had some sort of competition with the Russians. You know, hockey. Okay, call it the hockey game. So the Russians won. So the Russians wrote that Russia was in first place and the Americans came in last. There's only the two of them. The Americans came in last. In America, they wrote that the Americans came in second. The Russians were one before the last. <laughs> Fine, I'll go bottom. These people, huh? Why, that's in there? Bemis? No, I did not see it there. Wow. Eliakim said it? I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> he takes my mice and puts it in the arm of Gaz. Ah, chutzpah. You should keep writing. 
Unbelievable. Okay. Zokti Gemara. Tanya Namiachi. Maisif Akadim Bonus Labonim. Why? I should start reading the Arya Merkaz now. It's a lot of stuff there. Givaldi. Okay. Ubonim Shvelim. No, you see from this Gemara that it should, like, the, the, the boy should have been first. Naturally speaking, you know, quicker, whatever it is, they should have been first. But what you do see here is that the boys got part of the carbon Pesach. It's mashma over here that they got. It's just, they called him a name, oh, there was Shvelim. But they, they were, it didn't say, Nimtza, the Bonai was Zoycha in carbon Pesach and the Bonim not. Everybody's Zoycha. It's just a way for the father to motivate the troops. Omar Abayo, Kaboy Minei, so Rabbi Shaya asked Rabbi Yehuda, Toile B'das Acherim, Vekal Pashat Lei Toile B'das Atzma. Ooh, a little surprise there. I didn't see this yet, so let's... Yoshi threw this in now. It wasn't here when I got here. But Yishkoyach Yoshi, 18 and a half, chart 18 and a half. You see that little 0.5 over there? It means it came in afterwards. The Gemara is saying that there's a difference between if you, if you have control over the outcome or if you, don't have a control, if you don't have control over the outcome. You see the guy on the right, the guy on the bottom on the right, he doesn't have control who's going to come out of his house. He says, I'm writing a get. Whoever comes out of the house first wins. Could you like lower it a little bit? Uh, whoever comes out of the house first is going to get the divorce. But it's not up to him. There's more reason to say that there is Brera in such a case. Why? Because he wrote a get with full das. I'm writing again 100%. One of them is going today. Which one? That will be determined based on something that I don't have control over. But if on the case on the left, over here, he wrote a get and he said, I'm going to decide who I'm giving it to. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that he's undecided. He didn't decide to give a get yet. I'll decide later. Oh. In that case, you don't say yes, Breira. Retroactive clarification. Why? Because when the Seifer wrote the get, it wasn't 100% that he wanted to divorce anybody. So there's no clarification. Later on, he decides he's going to divorce this one, that one. But in the case on the right, he was 100% certain he wanted to divorce someone. I just don't know who. Hashem will decide. They'll decide on their own, whoever comes out. So you could be mechalak like that. But the point is, check this out. Over here we have three cases. The first case is, I'm divorcing whoever comes out the door first. What is that? That is, whoever comes out of the door first. Then we bring a raya from whichever I want to divorce. That's That's his own thought. And then we bring a raya from our rainy shoichet Pesach. I'm giving, I'm, I'm going to shech this karma Pesach for the son who arrives in Yerushalayim first. What is that? Acherim. So it goes Acherim, Atzma Acherim. What is going on here? That's the question. Says Gemara Amabai, Kamaboy Minei Toilet Vedas Acherim, Vekaposhele Toilet Vedas Atzmoi, Vahadam Moisev Le Toilet Vedas Acherim. See, we could just read it quickly without understanding what we're saying. Oh my Rav, my Kushio. So says Rav, I disagree with you. Perhaps the Mandalomar who says Yesh Breira, retroactive clarification, doesn't make a distinction between any of these cases. There's no difference. Yesh Breira means whether it's dependent on himself, whether it's dependent on somebody else. Ain Breira, whether it's dependent on you, whether it's dependent on... It's, it's just one, one rule, one halacha. Who told you to, to be mechalak like that? 
You know what the Gemara is going to say? I'll prove to you that there's an Afkemina between Atzmei and Adasa, Dasa Cherim. I'll bring you Raya. I have two great Raya's. But right now, Rava says, Omar Rava, my question. man. This is the and if you hold there is no bravery, there's no retroactive clarification. What you're saying is not true. But Rabbi Huda, I'll prove to you from Rabbi Huda, and I'll prove to you from, from Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Huda says straight out. The toilet of that's atzmai less lebreira in a case when it depends on himself. There's no breira. The toilet of that's yeah, it's lebreira. Okay. And what is the nafkimin over here? Rashi says the nafkimin is that when you toilet of that's acherim, you gave it your one hundred percent. You wrote to get one hundred percent. Now it depends on them to decide who's coming out of the door. So it makes more sense to say that it's a good get. Toilet of that's atzmai less lebreira. The sanya. What's the case? Halikeach yaim ben akusim. You purchase wine from a kusi. Mamish, the is full of these kusim. I was thinking about bringing a real kusi to share. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not joking. Huh? <laughs> no, a kusi is the of the Zara. And a kusi is, is uh, whatever. Bizman said not. Well, I was asked not to bring the kusi. I, I was this close to bringing him. We might have to bring him anyways. I see the island like this. Okay. So, what do you do? Now, here goes. Raboy said, we added something for tonight, special for tonight. Trumas a meisers a meisers sheni. How does it go? If a person has a pile of 100 fruit, he has to give 2% to the kayin. So how many fruit does he give the kayin? Two. He gives two to the kayin. He has now 98 fruit left. Then he has to give 10% to the levy. That's called the meiser. So he goes and takes 9.8%. Uh, apples, we'll call it 10, and he gives it to the levy. Next step. The levy, who now has, yeah? The levy has 10 in his hand. Okay, so we'll go to the next slide. The levy has 10. He must give trumas meiser. He has to take trumo off of the meiser that he received. He has to take 10% off. Meaning, he takes one apple and gives it to the kind. That we're good with. Here's the new slide, Rabbi Isai. It's called meiser sheni. Meiser sheni in years 1, 2, 4, 5. Not in years 3 and 6, because 3 and 6... You give meiser ani instead. You have to take 10% of whatever's left. Now he only has 90 fruit left, right? Because he just gave. No. Oh, yeah. 88. Okay, 88, fine. We'll call it 90, just for... I thought you said 98. That was, okay. He has to take 10% of what's left over and give it to himself. Meaning, he takes 10% and goes to Yerushalayim. Okay? He goes to Yerushalayim with it and eats whatever his family, everybody eats in Yerushalayim. What if he's a farmer and he has hundreds and hundreds of trees? It's way too much. You can't schlep all that in a dump truck up to Yerushalayim and start eating apples. It'll take you years. So what do you do? You take the, the fruit that you have, your meiser, shani, and you transfer it into cash. And you take the cash in your shine. That's easy. Once you get to your shine, you can do whatever you want with the cash in terms of food. You go to restaurants, you can drink good wine, beer, whatever. You eat steaks, kishmak. And whatever's left over, you leave for the Yushalman. They had a lot of extra stuff, you give it to them. So here it goes. Takes nine, 10% of whatever he has. He goes to this guy, he gives him the fruit, he transfers it into money. The money has Gdusha, by the way, of Meister Shani. 
Then he goes to Yerushalayim. And in Yerushalayim, he purchases fruit. Okay? Gishmak. Shkoyach Yoshi. Beautiful. So now we have a full, I think almost a full Meiser, Trumas and Meisers. Now, the guy purchased wine from a Kusi. It's before the Gzeira of Yai Nesach on the Kusi. We're saying that the Geri Emes, that they became Gerim out of real want. They wanted to be Gerim, not because of the lines, not because of Geri Arise. Okay. However, they had a, they had a little weakness. They, some are trying to say that they, they used to do their own Trumas and Meisers for themselves, but not for others. You can't trust the Kusi. You're going to buy wine from him. I'm very thirsty. I want to drink wine. What do I do? I want to drink wine. I don't have what to pour. I have, I have a barrel of wine that I just bought from a Kusi. I'm dying. I need a drink. Where am I going to pour the wine? I need to take some. I need to take 2% give to the card. 10% give to the levy. I need to take 10% bring to your line. What should I do? So I could say, I'm going to drink wine right now. But when I'm done, when I get home and I have a cleat to put it in, 10% goes to Levi, 2% to the Kai, and 10% to myself, my Zashani. But what is that called? Retroactive clarification. Because right now, I don't know which 10%. I might be drinking the 10%. No. Whatever I drink is 100% chulin, I'm allowed to drink it. Later on, when I, when I separate my true Meiser, my Meiser Shani, then it will be Nizbar that L'Chathchila, it was already taken off before I drank. Retroactively. Says the Gemara, here we go. Now, this is Bedas Atzmai. This, he is in full control. He decides what he's going to pour out of the barrel later on, what not. So, let's see inside slowly. 2%. Which I'm going to remove from this barrel. That goes to the Kayan. Asara. 10, which is really 9.8. Maiserishon, and that goes to the Levi. Tisha, nine of them, which from my 88 that is left over, I'm going to take nine, so we're going to round it off. Maiser Shani. And says the Gemara, Umechal. According to Rashi, not according to Tysus, according to Rashi, I transfer to money right now. Umechal. Why do I transfer to money right now? Because I could. I don't have a vessel to put my wine in, but I have money, I have cash. And I, I could t- say that whatever the Maiser Shani is should be transferred this money. Okay. And therefore he could drink immediately. Rabbi Yehuda, that's what we're looking for. Remember this Rabbi Shimon, because we're going to talk about him in a second. So Rabbi Yehuda says, Eisrin, it doesn't work. Why? Because it's yesh breira be'atzmoi, toilah be'das atzmoi. Since he's in control, there's no breira. You can't do retroactive clarification according to Rabbi Yehuda and according to who? Rabbi Shimon. You have to remember Rabbi Shimon. Now, however, the same Rabbi Yehuda holds toilah be'das acherim islay breira. But when it's dependent on somebody else, Rabbi Yehuda admits that we could do a retroactive clarification breira. This nan. I wonder how you say retroactive clarification in Yiddish. Huh? Retroactive clarification. Okay, we got it. Huh? No, retro- <laughs> no. They stick in some. It depends if you're in Israel in or in, in America. In America, it's, they'll say retroactive clarification. I tell you, I spoke to. I had a the podcast over this Givaldic. 
Every, every other word is in English. And they understand what they're talking about. It's English. They call it English. Okay, fine. Next. They did. No, they were speaking Yiddish. I answered them in, in, in English. What's the name of that podcast? The famous one? No, no, no. Last, last week. I hope they're not watching it. Okay. Shabbos for them. It's not. Okay. So, oh yeah, hold on. Okay, sponsored by the Freeman family for our sisters. Nechama Leah Bas, Yibadol Chaim Pichas Eliezer, and Chana Etel Bas, Yibadol Chaim Pichas Eliezer. Check this case out. A person is deathly ill. Mamish on his deathbed. He's about to die. And he doesn't want his wife to fall. Liyibum and Chalitza. He knows his brother's shtickle, you know, or his brother's in a different country. How is she going to find him? She won't be able to get married. So he says, but he doesn't want to divorce her now. It's not, you know, he, he wants to be married to her. He doesn't. So he says, your get is from right now. We're going to have it in the Masechah. If, if he ends up dying from this disease, then the divorce is chal right now. Says the Gemara. But until he dies, what is she? Could she have a relationship with another man? Could she eat truma? She's married to, he's a kain. This guy's dying, he's a kain. Could she eat truma? Says the Gemara, She's 100% Aishasish. She can't go with somebody else. But she could eat Truma. She's considered married to him. It's very interesting. And when he dies, then it becomes a get retroactively. So let's see Rashi. Very important Rashi. I thought it's amazing Lashon also. Like two lines before it becomes white, wide. In the middle of Rashi. He says like this. Is this considered a boysai? Is this considered toilet with asacherim or toilet with asatzmai? Why? Exactly. Beautiful. In the one who life and death is in his hand, which is the rabbinical. So it's toilet with asacherim. And when he dies, we say, Hoover Adavar. It became retroactively clear. Then retroactively, he was supposed to die from this disease and therefore it's a get from the day that he gave the get. And it's a get from that time. Now Rashi has the bomb kasha. Why is this any different than any other tonight in the world? Guy says, here's your get on condition that I do 25 jumping jacks. And then he does 25 jumping jacks and becomes a get. I'll give you a get on condition that I die from it. He dies. Why is that any different? Says Rashi, very, very important. Because jumping jacks, he could do the jumping jacks. And he has all the intent in the world to do the jumping jacks, to give her money, whatever the night is. And when he does the jumping jacks, then the get is chal retroactively. Doesn't have time in Mishum Breiro. It's not because of Breiro, it's because he, 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 he did it tonight. But over here, that it's not in his hands. And when he, when he, when he gave the, the, the get, he doesn't know if he's going to die from this or not. But And it happened without his interjection. Hashem took away his soul. Says Rashi, over here, you have to come on to Breiro. Without Breiro, it wouldn't work. If it's in his own hands, he could do the jumping jacks, then it's a tonight. 
But if it's not in his own hands, now we have to come on to Breira. Retroactively, it became understood that he's going to die from that disease, and it has to do with the sugya of Breira. And now, the same exact question asks the same person on Rava, on the same person. Only Mishashila Rava again, Varub Shimin, another Mandomer. Again, Rava was of the opinion that it doesn't matter. If you hold Yesh Breira, there's Breira through and through, whether it's his own das or somebody else's das. If you hold Ein Breira, through and through. No, here's Rabbi Huda, we just proved to you. And now Rabbi Shimon, the same thing. holds. If it's dependent on himself, there's no Breira. And if it's dependent on somebody else, there is. The what? We just said the case by wine. He decided to give, and, and look at the top, top line in this, or the second line on top. Rib Shimon Oisrim. Rib Shimon says in the case of wine, you can't do retroactive clarification what the truth is in Maisra. But if it's dependent on somebody else, there is Breira. The what? One of the three ways. So he says, I'm going to have relations with you on condition that my father agrees to this Shidduch. By the way, in, in Hilchus Kibbutz just a Yidiyah Baalman, in Hilchus one is not obligated to listen to his parents when it comes to. Shiduchim. Stop. The father says, I don't want you marrying this girl. You don't have to listen. Now, what? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what? You didn't know about the Zalacha? Ta! Until It wasn't like that. Okay, fine. <clears throat> wow. I just ruined a lot of Hasidic Shiduchim. Now, no, but. Seriously speaking, there are those who say that if it causes a lot of agvas nefesh to your parents, then that's something else. Okay, fine. No, but for real. <laughs> then it's a problem of, no, if a father Stam says, I don't want you learning this yeshiva, you don't have to listen to him, I don't want you to marry this woman, you don't have to, but if it causes tremendous learning, you're crazy, the whole day I'm going to go, then you don't do it. Then I read it Oh, here goes Rabbi Shimon. So time out. It says like this. That a person, here's, a, here's another big yisoyed. We could put it on the screen. There's a yisoyed. That a person, even though he made a t'nai, oh, on condition that my father allows it, but he doesn't want his bia to be a bia's nus. And therefore, he, he, when, he, when he's with her, he does it regardless of the t'nai. He throws his t'nai out the window. So There's no t'nai. Pretend there's no t'nai. He doesn't want his beard to be business. You see over here, since it's Talib, that's a cherim, then it depends if the father wants it. Then once the father finds out about the shidduch, he says, yes, I want it. Then retroactively, the bio was, was kiddushin. But it's retroactive. It's, it's, a, it's a retroactive clarification. Says, At the end of the day, we're going to say that everybody, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, both agree that there's something called Breira. But the case of wine, where the guy wanted to drink, and he said, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do Trumas and Meisers, then retroactively we'll figure it out. And we said what? That both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon said it's not good for a different reason, not because of any Breira. Because we explained they told Remeir, What's going on here? I'll, I'll give you a muscle. Bianco Miller said once, I hope this is not in the Dari uh, Merkaz either. Bianco Miller said that, Why do we eat Chomton Chavez? 
Why? Why do we have to eat chong? This is very posh. Because the mice of the island goes on lil shishi and they eat chong. Why do they eat chong on lil shishi? They eat chong on lil shishi because it's like the beginning of Friday. And why do you eat chong on Friday? Because it's toyamel. You're supposed to eat of what you're going to eat chong. So if you don't eat chong on Shabbos, it comes out that everything you ate before on Friday and Thursday was ma'ash levatala. So you have to eat chong on Shabbos. Okay. So here also comes out, ma'ash the same thing. You went ahead and you drank all this wine because you had a mind that tomorrow you're going to take trumas and maestros and guess what happened? Your kid came, knocked over the whole barrel and it all spilled on the floor. And there is no trumas and maestros. So it comes out of l'chatchilo, whatever you drank was mamash isadar raisa. You have to be concerned. So what does he say? Remeir, the famous, what's Remeir Shita throughout the entire Shas? Choshesh Lemiyuta. Remeir is always the one that's very concerned about the most remote possibility. And over here he says, no. What are the chances that the, 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 the barrel is going to explode and all the wine is going to get on the floor? And the, It's such a far out thing. I'm not concerned for that. And Raboisai, have a wonderful week, a wonderful day. Yishkoyach for all the guests for coming. Tomorrow at 7.15.